Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It is Christmas week here. How are you doing? Hopefully you are all off work. Hopefully you're sliding into that holiday cheer. I don't know about you, but I feel like over the last few weeks, I've been running 100 miles an hour. Things are busier than ever, but that is okay. This is my favorite time. This time between Christmas and New Year's, it's a time to slow down and just relax. Look out for that mind. Check out for that mental health, making sure everything is all right before we jump into the new year. So I'll tell you this, I'm going to be super lazy. And I I was super lazy. Um, I'm starting to get that going. And obviously, I don't think I can be full-time lazy with a little one. But I will say this, on Saturday morning, I woke up, I turned on my TV. And YouTube TV, I'm sure you got the same notification if you're a YouTube TV subscriber, told me, no more ABC Local, no more ESPN. It's going to be 15 bucks a month cheaper. How you doing? So I, instead of just pouting about it, um, you know what I did is I went and I subscribed to Disney Plus, got that bundle package, um, you know, did a little uh, recon to get my mother-in-law's um, cable login. Now I'm set. Now I got Disney Plus. And are you a Disney Plus subscriber? Goodness. What, where have I been? What, have I, what was I doing? I immediately went straight to the 90s movies and I did a binge, okay? So I, I'm pre-gamed to my holiday break by doing a binge on Saturday. And that binge consisted of some straight fire nostalgia. Started off with Blank Check. Shout out Blank Check. Then we went over and I wanted to hang out with Christopher Lloyd for a bit. So we did a little Camp Nowhere. And I called in the closer, Rick Moranis. Honey, I shrunk the kids. And man, I am hooked on the Disney Plus stuff. I can go watch the Beatles. I can even go check out The Mandalorian. I know people have been talking about that. They got the Marvel films. I'm getting hyped up over here, but I know what I am doing in my downtime. And I got to tell you, I might sound a little, the, the, the voice might be a little hoarse, maybe. I might sound like I've ran a, a hundred miles an hour and a million laps. But as I'm recording this, the one o'clock NFL slate is about to jump off. And yes, I can tell you that that experience last night on Saturday night under the lights in Lucas Oil Stadium, Colts, Patriots, was everything that I thought it was going to be. And then it was even more. And I got to tell you, the moment I stepped foot in Lucas Oil, there was a different vibe. It was that Saturday night vibe. And the Crossroads Classic was going on at Banker's Life before. Crossroads Classic, it's the last year they're doing it. But you had Butler Purdue, you had IU Notre Dame. So you had some people that were out getting after it at the Crossroads. A lot of people walking over or down the street and uh, jumping into Lucas Oil, and the vibe and the feeling was electric. I stepped foot in there, and I felt like I was just in another atmosphere. Um, and it's really why I'm a fan. It's why I invest my energy. It's why I invest my dollars into being in the stadium in a game like that. And boy, did it deliver. 
all everyone who's out there who's a Colts fan right now can feel it. It had been a long time since we had beat New England. New England's got a hell of a team. You know, the way it all shakes out in this uh this this the history of this rivalry, it seems like there's gonna be another encounter, but potentially it's in Foxborough in the playoffs. But what a win and what a close by, and I'm gonna say it, MVP candidate. Right there, Jonathan Taylor. He is winning the hearts and minds of everybody in Indianapolis. And damn it, I am so fired up that I get to enjoy this week. W, strong chance of making the playoffs. A lot of momentum. And you know what? We did a Saturday Night Delight, and we're doing another Saturday Night Delight on Christmas. Again, primetime, this time on the road against Kyler and those Arizona Cardinals. How are you doing? God damn, it's fun to be a fan, and I'm loving being a Colts fan, and what a season it is. I got to shout out Steph Curry. Goodness gracious, it seems like an eternity by the time this episode goes live, but congratulations to him on breaking the three-point record in the garden. I think just obviously one of the greatest players in NBA history, the obvious greatest shooter in NBA history, and it's I just I'm a Steph guy, so it's fun to see that history going, and just so much sports, so much activity. Um, This is the last solo episode of the year, you know, so I'm going to get into some things that I've learned this year, and we're just going to get into that. Um, I'll say this, a couple things. I I got a PSA sub back this week, which was nice. It was one of those deals where, you know, a little over a year ago came back. Um, I I had a card, and I posted it, and it was my – 2020 Shawn Michaels gold refractor autograph out of a PSA 10 that I posted that, you know, it just, it took off. It it took off on, uh, you know, Instagram. It took off on Twitter. PSA even retweeted it. And I just sat there and I was like, this is incredible because this is a card that no one had talked about. And it was the number one card in the sub that I was waiting to get back. And I got it back, and I was pumped that I got a PSA 10, and it's an iconic post for Michael's gold refractor, all the elements. And it was just such an awesome feeling where you have this car that has not gone mainstream that gets posted, and not, not only I'm excited about it, but a lot of other people are too. And I just think there's so much opportunity with what we collect. So there's all the same cards and people saying, okay, well, I need this card, and then go after this card. It's like, Go dig in and find cards that are for you and not for the market. And that's one of the things I learned. I'm going to get into that a little bit um, in this episode. But And just before I jump off this topic, I want to say this. I think being a fan of sports and being a fan of teams and players can help drive different activities and helps drive your collecting. And I think that's what's so great about the connection between sports and sports cards. And obviously, I'm a Jonathan Taylor guy. I will also say I'm not going out and going on eBay and buying a bunch of Jonathan Taylor cards right now because it just, do I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be our running back for the next five to seven years in a prominent role? Absolutely. But obviously, there's some risk mitigated. And obviously, with a player that's playing so high, his prices are going to be high. So that when I sat there and uh, Taylor peeled that one off to win the game. I couldn't help but flash back to 99 to 2000 and watching Edger and James 
um, run down the field and make these sorts of plays. And it was a not just a, a moment. It was not just a season. It was an entire body of work that afforded a guy like Edron James in the running back position in the NFL be a Hall of Famer and be someone who will forever be remembered in Canton and in the hearts and minds of NFL fans. To get to that rung of Hall of Fame caliber player, it is not easy. You look at all the accolades and you look at all the great players and not all of them are Hall of Famers. And I think that is something to consider. And that's something that I'm considering with my collecting where my reaction to watching a player like Jonathan Taylor wasn't, oh my gosh, look at Jonathan Taylor. Like he's incredible. He's potential MVP candidate. I'm going to go buy his cards right now. But it was, man, I remember other players that were doing stuff like that. And you know what? Their markets are probably really low because not a ton of people are talking about them. So let me go dive in and explore. So I got to say, that's what I've been doing. Um, Edron's been someone I've been um, looking at for quite some time, but it's just funny how modern moments can lead you back to Hall of Fame players and going deep down rabbit holes that you hadn't thought about going. And so I love sports cards. I love sports. I love aligning the two. And there's just so much freaking fun we have. And I just want to say, too, before we jump in, thank you so much for enjoying Stacking Slabs, telling a damn friend about Stacking Slabs, subscribing on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Stacking Slabs. I appreciate all you, all your sharing support. You're the reason that this show keeps going on. The show is self-funded. The show is fueled by passion. This, This show is a creative outlet for me, and I just am so thankful that I have you out there as a listener checking it out. And also too, um, I can't tell you how important it is for uh, the word of mouth referrals that I get people telling their friends and new people sliding into my DMS every week. I do appreciate it. And I want to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And also for everyone who uh, celebrate celebrates Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the holidays. Let's do it. Let's let's make sure everyone gets equal representation. And let's get into some things I learned this year. So I'm going to break this down into cards. I'm going to break this down into people and content. We're going to be in and out and we're going to go. So one of the big things I learned this year was always keep things moving. I think activity creates more op- opportunity. I look at my 2002 Manning Finest X-Fractor, first year X-Fractor out of 20. And I think about all the moves I made and the timing of everything and how if I weren't selling, buying cards, that that card would never have entered my hemisphere at the time it did and I wouldn't purchase it. And I just think activity leads to learning. Activity uh, leads to to just things being available that you, you might not if you were just saying stagnant. I think also like under the, always keep things moving, getting under the hood, I think losing some uh Things you bought and selling them later for a loss allows you to win more. Um, and I think this idea of experimentation and trying to collect a new player, maybe not enjoying it, selling it, maybe selling it at a loss, like that kind of thing and getting under the hood and getting your hands dirty, I think allows you to be a better collector if you are playing the long game. And I think most of the people who are listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast are long game players, long game collectors. And so I think get under the hood, get your hands dirty, experiment, try some new things. That's something that I did this year and I'm better for it. And I think also 
identifying what you really want your PC to look like is really important. I think talk about, I talk about where I've come from and where I am now. And I know when I look back on this time next year, it's going to look completely different. And I think this constant evolution challenges you as a collector. It challenges you to like really cut to the core. And for me as a collector, I've only got so much time. I've only got so much money, energy, and resources that I, I, I want to focus. I want to dedicate that focus, but I also want to open the door to trying and exploring new things. And I think finding that balance is critical and not doing other things that other people are doing that you, you just want to follow trends. The more you can separate and be unique, I think is really important. Always keep things moving. Another big thing, mitigating risk in the process. I think we saw substantial swings in the market this year. Think about February. Think about what Brad was saying last week. Shout out Brad at B Sports. It was a fun episode. A lot of good feedback on that. Go check out his show, Ship Shawana. But think about what he was talking about the February show. And you could, everyone was selling out showcases. It didn't matter. People were buying everything. And I think, think about it where it's now. And people would say, you know, the market's down and, you know, all these things. And I just think like, at the end of the day, mitigate your risk in your pro- the process. And the best, the, the market's always going to have ups and downs and swings. The best way to mitigate risk is to buy things you want. You want to have possession of because you think are cool, fit within the collection you're trying to build. And I think that is the best way to mitigate risk because you're holding stuff while it might not be down that you truly love. That's an important thing that I've I've really learned this year. I think also if you're spending a lot of money on a card, make sure it's highly qualified. And I talk a lot about my qualification criteria amongst cards, and it's not going to be the same qualification criteria that you put amongst cards. First and foremost, I want my stuff to be unique. I want to be rare and scarce. I want it to fit within certain lanes. And I think don't just go buy cards because you decide I'm going to collect this player and just go buy certain like every card, like buy the cards that have significance and buy the cards that in products that make you feel something. And I think that is a good way to mitigate risk. I also think like, don't buy cards because what it's what the market wants. Like buy cards for you. Like it sounds simple, but I think so much of the mainstream narrative and so much of these YouTube videos and so much of these investment advice is all about just buying cards. And and if you think and break down what they're doing and their structure, it's buy these cards because it's going to make you money. Like that is just for the, that is so like lame to me. That is not fun. And that's not what the hobby is about. I understand that there are a lot of different, flavors and a lot of different avenues. But for me personally, like every time I've done that, it's been a shitty experience and it's not fun. It it separates me. It it pushes me further away from the hobby. So instead, and the best way to mitigate risk and because no one's an expert, no one knows what's going to come and no one knows the swing. But if you're a student of the game and you have core foundational elements of how markets work, can anticipate and predict and you're highly focused, like you're going to mitigate risk. And at the end of the day, you're going to have cards that you want. I think you should have a North Star. I think for me, like my North Star, while I, there's a lot of different things like that I like to collect, but I think, you know, a North Star for me, me is curating the career of Peyton Manning, my favorite athlete of all time and curing, curating those moments to represent each year that he played. Like that is my North Star when it comes to collecting. Yes, I like wrestling cards a lot. And yes, I want to have a, one of the best uh, shiny wrestling card collections in the world. But also, like, I also want Peyton Manning collection that I can turn to to tell stories about. I think you can, there can be multiple North, North Stars, but have a focus and have a purpose. 
I think one of the big things too is just, and I've said it on this episode already, and I think it's probably appropriate to say it again, but it's a long damn game. Come from a place of abundance, suspend short-term gains for long-term happiness. This has got to give you satisfaction. If it's taking time away from work, your family, whatever, it's got to give you satisfaction. I think it's having that long game mindset is super important. I think that's the way I'm trying to operate and it's not easy at times, but again, at the core, if you want to stay here and you want to be here, the cards that you're buying should make you feel something when you're getting them. And to a week later, when you go pick it up, it should give you similar vibes. And so I think that's really important. The other final thing that our final thing on the cards thing that I want to just mention is just shrink the sea, become a product expert. You'll better understand the market. Um, having these areas of focus are so helpful. All right, let me jump over to people. So I think what's important about the people that I've learned this year is gravitate to people who are here to elevate them, the hobby over themselves. Okay. So what I want this show to be about is I want this show to be about curating other people's ideas because I'm a student and I can learn from them. And then I'm hoping that by me curating these people that I like and interact with on Instagram, I'm, I'm hopeful that you will learn something from it too. And I think people with the mindset of I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do, but also elevate the hobby. Those are the people I want to hang out with. Those are the people that I learn from. I have so much respect for the people that have helped pave the way to put this industry to where it is right now. You think about the, you know, the Dr. James Beckett's of the world. You, uh, you think of um, Rob Veris, Cardfather. There's so many names to list, but just I respect those people and I want to respect what they have built. And I, I think we can all do that. We can all help kind of continue that legacy. And I think, I think there is so much knowledge and insight to be gained in this hobby. And I think the more we promote other people, the better off we will all be. And I think my hope is that I can curate some of these ideas on this show and you'll learn from them. I think find your people. Just find your people. I think people want to help you out. Brad was talking about his show. He said his day ones. He had day one people that came and set up at his show that he has a strong loyalty and connection with. I think we all have day one people when we jump back in the hobby or when we entered the hobby that have been there ever since. Like shout out to those people. Like go tell them thank you this year. Tell them thank you and you appreciate their relationship. So you got to treat people more as important or more important than any anything card related right card related and i think that's really really important content is a passion of mine it's my profession it's what i do for a living and so i'm very focused in on creating content that's going to be truly helpful and it's going to provide value to people and i think to me we saw a lot of content creators maybe vanish that weren't here before and we saw some content creators enter the scene. And I think content is a really good thing for the hobby. We should have more people talking about all different things. But I think at the end of the day, being transparent, putting your audience first, being community driven and obsessing over opportunities to collaborate is what it's all about. And that's the name of the game. I love this show. I love everyone who supports it. And I just want to thank you so much. I'm excited to be close out, uh, to have uh, the last episode, and this will be, let's see here, I, I can't, I keep forgetting exactly what day I'm looking at my calendar right now. So this will go live on Christmas Eve. I'm having a, my brother at McGrath's Cards back on. I'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about yet, but I had him on at this time last year, and I think it's good to bring the bro back to talk about 
holiday cheer and what we're collecting and things that we're learning. I just want to say, did anyone see that Hangman Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson match on Dynamite going one hour? Wow. That thing is still burned in my brain. And I just want to say, I love professional wrestling. Looks like, I think it's the six AEW upper deck cards are going to hit. If you're collecting wrestling cards out there, I hope you're enjoying yourself. I'm enjoying myself. There's a lot of fun sales that are happening right now. I'm going to close it out right with this. Cardboard conviction is doubling down when others think you're nuts. It's your time, energy, money, passion. Turn left when everyone else goes right. I think it's so critical and so important to think like an owner, be yourself, be focused in on things and have instincts on things and go deep because it's okay to be the first one to feel that way. It's okay to be the first one to collect a certain thing. It's okay to be the first one to market. If you feel it and it gives you something and you're talking about it, chances are it's going to hit the feel spot with a bunch of other people. And I think that's what's so damn fun about sports cards. Don't ever let anyone tell you what to do. Be focused on why you're in it, why you do what you do, and what's in it for you. And this community is amazing. I just want to thank you all for being there right alongside me. This has been a blast talking with all of you. Happy freaking holidays. I will be back on Friday, Christmas Eve, with McGrath's cards, talking sports cards, life, whatever we get to. It's going to be fun. I haven't formatted the episode. I'm still freaking reeling right now from the Indianapolis Colts victory at Lucas Oil against the New England Patriots. Man, Christmas time. I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I'm just full of joy. So here's to you and yours. Sports cards rule. Protect the hobby. Protect this community. Hold people accountable who suck and are dragging it down. And above all else, treat people well. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. Ready? I'll be back very, very soon. Peace. Peace.